Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Hey, smack him a gob, we're back. Don't call it a comeback because we've been here for years. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Willis. And with me is... Fuck, I popped the cork prematurely. I got to do it again. Hold on. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I'm drinking gross tonight, motherfuckers. This is Wadzilla. What's hey, going on? What you talking about, Wadzilla? <laughs> awesome. I remember those gross beers. They had those little handles with the little cork. Yeah, yeah. And I just popped two of them now, and I got an open PBR, so I, I got to get the drinking. Oh yeah, you gotta. I got. I gotta yap a lot so you can drink a lot. <laughs> but I'm. I'm happy to record. Be recording. It's been a while, man. I've been working like crazy. Uh, you had a. You damn near lost a finger. Yeah. And uh, shit's been crazy. But uh, we're we're back. I, I I saw a little complaint today on uh, my Wadzilla World page about where's the fucking episodes and uh, you know are are, are we doing quality over quantity never <laughs> never <laughs> no it's just sometimes life gets in the way but everything's okay uh you know sometimes there's gonna be little fucking you know we're getting older shit happens there's little breaks but we're still back at the fan episodes and uh yeah everything's good and here's a new episode so shut up <laughs> yeah shut your yap yeah it's not like you're paying for this shit. Yeah. If, if you were pay, paying for it, I could quit my job and we could record a lot more. Exactly, yeah. Why don't you all just start fucking paying us so we can just do episode after episode? Yeah. I, you know, I, I saw a guy, I watch, uh, I watch a lot of his videos on YouTube, and he just quit his job to do YouTube full time. But he, do, he does so good he gets paid for it. I'm like, must be fucking nice. You know, yeah. but, but unfortunately, I still got to work. <laughs> yeah, it fucking blows. But, you know, whatever, man. It's free, everybody, unless you donate it. And yeah. somebody did today, and we're doing your episode, your uh, Turbo Negro. And, yes. And we did this episode a while ago, so we're going to do the news now. It just so happens today, the singer of this band died. Yeah. The uh, audacity. Did he, did he play on this album? I guess he did. Yes, he did. He's the he was their singer for years. I think he left uh, sometime in the teens. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a guy who sung on this, and apparently he was so scared we were going to shit on this record, he killed himself. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like God damn, you know, it's just our opinion, you know. Yeah. But th- th- he 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 was scared. He's like, yeah, you know. This album's good, but it ain't, you know, Thrash or Die good. These guys are going to eat me for lunch, you know? Hey, speaking of which, Thrash or Die, Melting Your Skull is now out on cassette for only $8. So go on Google and type in Unchained Tapes. And uh, Thrash or Die, Melting Your Skull is now on cassette. I got a copy and it sounds amazing. So, uh, man, it's only 8 bucks. So um, order yours now. There's definitely oh. a commercial. See, we don't even bother you with commercials on it. That's that's how 
man, that's how awesome Thrasher die is. You have now reached hipster status. Yeah. Because not now vinyl's no longer cool. You gotta buy a cassette that sounds like shit. But you guys <laughs> no. are gonna be on cassette and that's awesome. But you know what, man? It actually does sound good. It really does. I mean the quality of this cassette is pretty pretty uh crazy. And the way he designed the album, I mean it has the, the same album cover and all, but it also looks like uh the cover has the album cover, but it also looks like an old school like uh VHS kind of vibe to the cover. And he put a picture of us in it, you know, same picture that's on the album, which, you know, the, that Melting Skull picture, uh, I said it to the band, I said, look, we need to take the ugliest picture of us ever, you know? And I think we achieved it. We're some ugly motherfuckers on that. And you can see it on the cassette too. So yeah, yeah Unchained Tapes, uh, Fractured Eye Mountain Your Skull, only $8. You can't beat that. Well, man, I, I'll tell you what, that's that's amazing because because I'm thinking the liner notes and now I'm thinking the liner notes on a cassette. Yeah, no, that's, they're not on there. Ah, fuck. Yeah. You know, uh, I know I wasn't I wasn't going to call my mother until it was on reel to reel. <laughs> you know, when Thrasher Die makes it to reel to reel, I'll be like, Ma, I made it. <laughs> I can't wait till that happens. But we got to go through a <laughs> track first before we get to reel to reel. Yeah, no, fuck that. I'm jumping right to reel to reel. I want some shit in quadraphonic reel to reel. I want to. I want to melt my skull to that shit. But <laughs> congratulations, that congratulations. Uh, appar apparently, there is a market. I watched a documentary that was all about the resurgence of cassettes, and then I was like, man, millennials are just out of control. This, yeah. this, this is insane. Yeah, I I, I get vinyl cassettes i i don't understand i i do think it's cool don't get me wrong i thought it was neat yeah, yeah, when sell it a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when metallica did uh you know no life to leather they put it out on cassette so now there's two cassettes available to buy metallica's no life to leather and thrasher dies melting your skull you yeah, can't yeah. go wrong only yeah eight only eight bucks that's a that's a small price to pay uh for a format that you can't use <laughs> Who has a fucking tape deck? Hey, you need you to know? sell it, Ian. <laughs> I, I, well, I, 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 well, first I got to try to sell tape decks so they yeah. have something to play this on. Yeah, uh, so know, a lot of people are, I mean, I still got my tape deck. I still have yeah. it. Yeah, I put, but it's my old, old school. I don't know if you can buy it. I mean, probably on eBay, an old one. Yeah, um, well, well, drive to uh, Boise, Idaho. Uh, there, because there is one last Radio Shack open. Get a cassette player, and, and then as soon as you do, buy this. And, and and cassettes are notorious for you know the tape's gonna get eaten. So don't buy just one copy. Oh, buy yeah, two yeah, copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have a spare. It's only sixteen bucks. It's still cheaper than a vinyl. You could probably buy you could probably buy three cassettes, and that way we get Thrasher Die on the Billboard charts too, which, which I want to see. Oh, that you be, know, that, that'd be some wild stuff. I mean, come on, how hard can it be to get on the Billboard charts if it's only us and Metallica? We'll be number two <laughs> with a bullet. With a bullet, it'll be Metallica <laughs> number one, number two. That's it. Oh man! And, and, and what's great is, you know, buy fucking three copies of this on cassette, and when they all go to shit, then you got to go back and buy the CD again. And I'm in the liner notes for that, and that makes me proud. Do it. 
Do it. Well, that that that's awesome. Five years now. That's... I just said it backwards. <laughs> Subliminally, buy it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you know what? I don't think we have any new iTunes reviews. Um, really? So, fuck it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's bad when Andrew Jacobs hasn't even changed his iTunes review. Maybe we have been away too long. Yeah. No, we got to pique that interest. Come on. You want to hear your name said on the fucking interweb all over the world? Leave an iTunes review. Well, you know? you know, it'd, be, it, it'd be cool that he didn't do it because his lesbian wife's girlfriend killed him. Ah, one can uh, dream. One, one can dream. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so how weird is that? That uh, uh, the Turbo ne- Negro singer Hank, Hank Von Hell, and he's 49. That's, that that shit scares yeah. the shit out of me. Very young, man. Yeah. And I have no older than that. I know, and and he's only two years older than me, and uh, you know that should scare. They haven't said what it is. I have no idea. You know, is it an OD? Is it natural causes? Oh, they didn't say. I didn't look into it. I just saw the headline. Yeah, and and speaking of which, you know, I I had a fun week this week. I got my first colonoscopy. Yeah, you know, Ian and I have been in the hospital since we last episode. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, people. Uh, yeah, so so I I had a colonoscopy. You almost lost a finger, um, but apparently, uh, you know, my doctor wanted me to have it done, and the insurance company was kind of fighting it because they don't pay for colonoscopies uh, till you're fifty, unless you have a family history and i found out on my on my mother's side you know i you think ralph would know this is like the you know as much as he knows my mother um apparently there's a bad history of of cancer on my mother's side no no history of cancer on my father's side <laughs> all the bad shit's on my, my mom's side but uh yeah i went had a colonoscopy and they removed three pallops from my a-hole that and sounds, uh that sexy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I told I told the lady I was a little nervous. She goes, Don't worry, we use a lot of lube. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh, thank God. But they 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 knock you out, man. They get they give you this 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 shit. And I remember the lady going, Okay, we're pumping it in. It might feel a little cold in your hand. That's the last thing I remember until I woke up and like no time had lapsed. But apparently they removed three pallops and one of them was pretty bad. And the doctor said it was a very good thing that I came in and, you know, that they caught it before it developed into something. And the only reason I'm saying this is I want to encourage any of our listeners, if you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry about your asshole, kid. You'll be fine. Yeah, um, you're, you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But everybody else, uh, go do it because early detection is the key. And I'm glad I did it. I I was fine. The the worst thing you got to do for this shit is the prep. You know, you can't eat for a day and a half. But it's been okay because I've been on a diet and I've lost 15 pounds anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've I've been doing good. Uh, but man, you got to, you know, drink this colon blow shit that just, you know, to 
you know, you can't eat for a day or so. But, uh, man, to go in there and have it done and to have a kickstart, you know, everybody talks about when, when Dio went. They said, you know, if Dio, Dio was famous for not going to the doctor, didn't like it, but if he would have, you know, we could probably have three or four more Dio records. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm glad I went. I was fine afterwards. Um, so I recommend anybody, you know, if, if you're like, oh, God, I don't want this shit up my ass. I didn't feel a thing. Then again, I got a loose ass. But, you know, it didn't hurt afterwards. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you have insurance, you can do it. Go get checked. I, I'm, you know, almost 48 years old. Uh, but again, the doctor said, hey, good thing we got this now. So, you know, if you guys like episodes of this podcast, thank the doctor who cut the bad shit out my bunghole. Yeah. All I'm saying. It so. To me. They told me I could have lost my finger if I came in late. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe this Turbo Negro. Maybe he had some shit up his bunghole, and that's how he died. Uh, judging by this album, I, I think he did. Uh, oh, oh, shit. God damn it. I Cats out the bag. Um, <laughs> but uh, in other news, yeah, anyway, get your asshole checked out, guys. And, yeah. and girls, too. Girls, too. And, 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 you know, if the girls don't have insurance, Ralph will check out your asshole for free. <laughs> And yeah. I'm a doctor. Yeah, he is. I mean, come on. It's in his name. Yeah. Um, Fuck your ass. I'm Dr. Fuck. Rob Halford, who himself battled cancer during the pandemic and, and luckily came out on the other side, says he hasn't heard K.K. Downing's new band. Do you believe that you call bullshit? Or do you think he really just doesn't give a shit? Yeah, you know what? Jury's out. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I would think he did. But right. do you but, know I I still have not listened to that album yet. I, I did, and I and I it's an album that you can't. I, man, I listened to those three songs they put out, and I was like, eh. And then I bought it because you know I support KK, and uh, I really like it. If you listen to the album in the context of an album, but if you listen to you know just separate songs, it didn't really do much for me. But I think it's a really good album, a really shreddy album, and uh, it's called "Hail to the Priest." That's like yeah. a song on there, song rules. But I really did. Yeah. I think a lot. Yeah, I I think you know Rob should at least give it a list, even if they're on the outs. At least you know you think he would support them and give it a listen to, but you never know. You never yeah. know. Probably he did, but he doesn't want that that. The fucking Sharon Osbourne, a Judas Priest manager, to know, you know. Right. He seems right. wicked. I mean, not a lot of people talk about what's her name, Jane Andrews. Yeah. I mean, that's why KK ain't back. You think, I, dude? It really is obvious she runs the show. It really is, man. She just runs that show. Yeah, and and she she's long. She's been a manager for a long time, I believe. Yeah, yeah she sucks. But uh, oh. Man. I want to check her fucking butthole. Oh, speaking of buttholes, oh my god, our next story. As everybody knows, I am a lifelong since 1978 and long suffering. Uh, I I still call them Oakland Raiders, but I, I'm I'm a Raiders fan. And 
as if we haven't had a bad enough season. It was just announced today. Uh, Chris Sinzak uh, couldn't resist sending me the text. And then I saw this on Blabbermouth. Sammy Hagar is going to perform at our halftime this week. Oh, my God. That's I'm sorry. This, this is the only week in the history of my life that I've ever rooted for us to lose. <laughs> uh, we're playing the Cincinnati Bengals or the Bengals, whatever the fuck they are. It's going to be a manic Sunday. I put 50 bucks on fucking Cincy, you know, because I, I can't bet 55. Uh, I, 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 how, how fucking horrible and disgraceful. You know, the last time we went to the Super Bowl at the AFC Championship game, Metallica played. And I was like, that's cool. We're, you know, we, we've had a kind of a fucked up season this year, all kinds of drama. And now Samuel Horatio Hagar is playing halftime. And I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I know it's not up to the team. I know everybody on the team hates Sammy Hagar. Everybody hates Sammy Hagar. Yeah. But he's he's doing that Vegas residency thing. We're in. We're out of Las Vegas now, which is a shame to begin with. But this motherfucker is playing halftime, and it just, oh, my God. I'd, I'd rather have 10 more colonoscopies than yeah. fucking have this motherfucker, you know. Nobody worse. Nobody worse. There's nobody worse in the whole music industry, in the history of music, worse than Sammy. Yeah. You know, everybody's so mad at, at this Travis Scott kid right now in his satanic concert where all these people died. What about all the victims of Sammy Hagar's music? Yeah. You know, leave Travis Scott alone. You, you know, but again, I, I, I almost wish I was at the game with a gun. And you, you know who I would shoot first? Not Sammy Hagar. His fucking fans. Anybody that cheered for that motherfucker would get two in the back of the fucking head you know or maybe maybe get him give him give him one in the eye mo green style you know keep it vegas the mo green special as it said <laughs> yeah exactly exactly because there's the only thing worse than sammy hagar is a sammy hagar fan you know and it, it, it's, it's just like my grandmother always said you know she goes you you know how you know when a sammy hagar fan broke into your house they didn't touch your liquor cabinet and the toilet seats down. You know, a bunch of fucking pussies, and uh, and and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. You know, and as a Raiders fan, I, I know a lot about shame, but I am ashamed. This cocksucker is playing a halftime show. Uh ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh my god! All right, next story. Fuck Sammy Hagar and fuck his fans even more. You hear that, Bushy? Um, Marilyn Manson is selling his Hollywood Hills home for $1.8 million. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably to pay for the firm of Finkelstein, Schwartz, and oh shit, you're going to jail. Uh, yeah, I, I guess a judge just denied a request to to throw out all these uh, uh, suits against them. So it's like, oh, shit, you know, uh, who, who needs a house if you're going to jail? Yeah. I don't know. 
it don't look good for Manson, especially in this day and age now, you know. Well, you know how I feel about the guy, but, you know, I, I defended him in the beginning of it because they dropped him from the record label. They did all this fucked up shit with just accusations. And, you know, I right. can't stand Marilyn Manson, but I was like, that's bullshit. Why don't you, like, you know, do it after he's found guilty, if he's even guilty. Right. I'm still not. I'm still not going to say he's guilty. Throw it in the court of law and see what happens. Yes, he looks guilty, but I, I let the I let the courts decide. But I just think it's fucked up. He got a fucking raw deal without being actually, uh, you know, convicted. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. I I don't like it when anybody gets canceled before they're convicted. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I've read all, you know, all, all these allegations. I keep up with it because I am a Marilyn Manson fan. But uh, I, I, I tell you, I hear all these different things, you know, locking women in rooms, the physical abuse, the mental abuse. But this last one was kind of, I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Because the latest girl who came forward said that, uh, he made her listen to his last album, oh. and then I was like, "That's that's just fucking cruel." Because I I love Manson, but that last album was fucking horrendous. Yeah, but 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 Ian, you know, let the court decide if she actually. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Well, well, I hope they don't play that last album in court because they'll, they'll throw away the fucking book. I I think the only people who liked that album was fucking Manson and Mick Watkins. Uh, Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I got to bring this up. Mick Watkins released a video that band Wild Ride. Yeah. The song is called Gasoline Alley. Dude, it fucking rules. I mean, it rules hard. Check out Gas... Uh, well, I don't know. How do you spell it? W-Y-L-D-E, right? Well, yeah. Just put, well, I, I'm sure if you spell it correctly and put Gasoline Alley... It'll it'll spell it correctly for you. Just just do what I do. I always type in wild fucking stallions because I can never remember the name and scroll down till you see a, a picture of Mick Watkins in a fucking hover round. You know, and they're like, God damn it, that's the band. Oh, Mick rules, wild ride rules, man. I'm so happy yeah. for everything these guys, man. So and that that, that motherfucker needs to get two working legs so he can come to Rock and Pod next year and hang out with us. Yeah, yeah, he did have an accident. We talked about that. Right, but yeah, uh, support Mick, support Wild Ride. Check it out. Hell yeah! All right, can I? Can before we go into more news, can I give you a concert review? I did, I went to a concert. Oh, okay. I, I saw Sebastian Bach like a couple weeks ago, um, doing the whole Slave to the Grind show. Right. And uh, you know, I mean, his voice has been kind of spotty, but yeah, man, I think this. Uh, little um uh pandemic like he really i guess he was like you know warming up that voice because he was great i mean no it's not 19 year old sebastian bach you know or what was he 2021 when he did the album but he paced himself i mean he's gotten big though he's a big boy now he's gained a lot of weight which is not cool for the chicks the chicks like the hot dudes but yeah. I think he did a great job. I think he sang well. He did great. The whole concert was good, but it was like an awesome movie with a shitty ending. Now, he didn't do the album in order. Like, you know, he opened with Slave to the Grind and did the threat. Oh, that's odd. 
Yeah, and then he did like, you know, uh, Sweet Little Sister and Big Guns. Then he went back into the album. He did the album, you know, blocked. So at the end of the show, the last song of the set was Get the Fuck Out. And when, the way he introduced the song, and by the way, it was, it was funny because we were playing at the culture. He was playing at the culture room. It's a venue called culture. And um, he said, oh, this next song, get the fuck out. I don't know if I should say the lyrics because it could be, you know, we can get like the cancel culture room, which I found funny, you know. Right. But he edited himself, dude. And it's what? Yup, you know the line where it goes, when I puke, I drink, bitch, get me a drink because I'm paying for the room. Yeah. Um, dude, he didn't sing it. He instead introduced the band during the second verse. Now, it really pissed me off because I was like, come on, you two. You're also going to be fucking buckling. And you're, by the way, you're Sebastian Bach, dude. Who the fuck cares if you sing that line? You know? Yeah. It's not like Kanye West or, you know, Metallica or somebody big. That'll, you know, so I was so disappointed when I, I got home and I was curious. I said, is he doing this at every show? And sure enough, man, I punched in, get the fuck out. Every show he did the same thing. He would introduce the band during the second verse. I found that fucking lame and weak. So it was a great show. He performed great. But yeah, it really, the, the way it ended, I was like, you fuck. Really? Um, fuck man. Fuckers, you know? So I he, found that extremely disappointing. He he went from AIDS kills fags dead to yeah. honey, pl please be quiet. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, that's, <laughs> and that's my point. You know, Sebastian Bach and he didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? He just went out and did his thing. You know, and didn't care who he offended. Blah blah. Now he cares. Now it's like, ooh, I don't want to offend anybody. That's not uh, rock and roll, man. That's no, it's yeah. No, it's not. And I, and I gotta tell you. Uh, I watched some footage online of, of uh, him doing the Slave to the Grind, and I thought it sounded horrendous. Like, really? he sounded really bad. But I try to keep shit like that into perspective because this is somebody recording their shit, yeah, you know, on, on, the, on the phone. And then I saw a couple days later, once again, the, the beautiful, the sexy Mick Watkins uh said he saw him and said he sounded amazing you know it sounded incredible but i also try to keep shit into perspective that way too because you know i saw docking about seven years ago and i thought he sounded great but i was drunk as fucking shit who knows what he fucking sounded like i was just so happy to hear fucking you know unchain the night i didn't probably give a shit he probably sounded fucking horrible but I was so in the moment. I'm like, yeah, this is the best, you know. Uh, yeah, play it, John Levin. Um, you know, so it, it's hard to say unless you're there. And sometimes you're so in the moment. But but what I heard sounded bad. And you're saying he's been spotty lately. He's not. And, uh, you know what? I saw him do the first album, too, like two, three years ago. And it was great, too. Yeah. It was before that. Like around... Uh, maybe like five, six years ago, he was struggling. Like, you know, the, the those yells at the end of eighteen and life were really bad. Yeah, just, it was very croaky. And I'm talking about not on YouTube. I saw it live. You know, right? Where I felt like his voice. Well, now what he does is like he'll like 
pause for a second, not say a couple words to do the yell. You know, he paces himself, you know, where, you know, uh, back then he didn't pause. He just, ah, bah, bah, and then did the, yeah. the, the high notes. And that's why it would come. So he was being intelligent about it. He would stop, not sing a couple words to hit that high note. And I like that because, hey, man, I'd rather him do that than hear him croak. And plus, you know, he's got a million dates to do. So, of course, he's got to pace himself. But no, I, I you know, I, I, I think he, he's improved. And I think it had a lot to do with the pandemic, you know, because, you know, it's not easy to sing those songs. It's just not, you know. Yeah. For him at 19 or 25. But, you know. And now, it's hard to say, yeah. you know, people, people have good nights and bad nights. Like, I saw a video of Guns N' Roses on this latest round of dates they've done. And uh, Axel was just horrendous. It was so bad. I was like, oh, my God. Who would pay to see this? And then I think Johnny Vogan or, or some, somebody somebody in the family went and saw him in Pennsylvania, I think, and said he was amazing and he was great, you know. But then, you know, were they drunk, you know, or was he good that night and bad the night that I saw yeah, probably. You know, I, I, mean, I, I saw it five years ago, four years ago, and he was great. Uh, you know, I, five. I, I, I saw Van Halen on one of the, you know, the Dave reunion tours, and I thought he was absolutely incredible. And a friend of mine was at the same show. We weren't, you know, we didn't go together, and they were like, "Well, yeah, you know, the band sounded great, but Dave, whoo, you know." But in my mind, Dave was amazing. Right. But I'm also fucking drunk as shit. You know, did Dave sound fucking... No. Of course, Dave's never going to sound like on record. You know? And, and and Dave is infamous for good nights and bad nights. But it's like, was it in my head that he was good? Was I just so happy that my brain told me he was good? You know? I thought it, it was amazing on the 2007 reunion. Yeah. But after that, yeah. I mean, I saw some off shows, too. You know, he yeah. wasn't really that good. But Eddie was better than ever. You know, I, I never seen Eddie play as good as he did then. And where, where the 2007, he was kind of shitty. Um, yeah. He really fucked up Ice Cream Man. But the the last two times I saw him, I never seen Eddie play that good. Ever. And I've seen Eddie since 1980. Yeah, I took a break during the Sammy Hagar years. But, but uh, to 1980 to 84... He was amazing. He was the god. He was the guy, you know? But yeah. something about he was playing on that live album tour and Different Kind of Truth, he was just a little... He was even better, you know? as Technically, he was just so good, you know? So, eh, you yeah. know, but Dave wasn't. Dave was really good on 2007 where Eddie wasn't, and then it was the opposite the last two times I saw him. And I, I'll tell you what was really cringeworthy. I mean, I, I know it's not metal, uh, but I watched some videos of uh, this new Genesis tour. Have you seen any of those? No, but I saw some article. Charlie cried because Phil Collins was sitting in a chair or something. Yeah, which I think is so sad to begin with. I, I mean, I feel I feel bad for Phil Collins that unfortunately... You know, health-wise, he's reduced to that. He can't play drums anymore. Um, and it it, it it was very weird to see a show where, you know, he, he's reduced to sitting in the chair while the rest of the band's, you know, 
outstanding and performing. Uh, but I thought the vocals were horrendous. I you mean, know like, why, you know, I'm not a big Phil Collins fan, not a Genesis fan, but you know, that guy would belt out songs, like really belt it out. You oh know, yeah, I, I can understand it. In an older age, there's no way you can belt out songs like that. You know? Right, you know, but you know, and and whether you're a Genesis or Phil Collins fans or not, you know, there was, you know, usually when they would play live. Uh, for the most part, Chester Thompson, who's played with Zappa, you know, a bunch of other people, would play drums live, and Phil would sing, and and then there'd be a point where, you know, Phil, you know, who really is a great drummer, there's no denying, is a great drummer. Um, you know, him and Chester would do it like a drum duel and shit, and you know, you know, to see it reduced now to like this old man, and he's like hunched over. And it just looks so sad, but as sad as it looked, it sounded even worse. It sounded so bad. And I'm thinking, it's like, man, they're only doing like maybe like 10 or 12 U.S. dates, uh, you know, and these tickets are not cheap, you know, expensive as hell. Like, I, I felt bad for people who paid money to see that, yeah. you know, it's just like, fuck, you know, and I kind of respect that. I mean, hey, he's getting out and doing it, you know, but it's, like, so sad. Like, maybe you just shouldn't have done this. You know, maybe you should have just called it quits after the last. They, they did a reunion, I think, around 2007 or something. You know, no album, but did another tour. Uh, but, man, if you're reduced to that, call it a day. You know, that's why I, I'm not upset about Dave calling it a day. Man, if he can't do it or his health's bad... You know, call it a day. You got nothing left to prove, man. You're already, you know, the greatest front man of all time. You know, you got nothing left to prove, but I wouldn't want to see that shit. You know, I, I, I mean, Paul Stanley can't sing, but at least he can still fucking half ass dance like a fag with his guitar, you know? <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> you know? It, you know, it, it's a performance. You know, you're, you're seeing something live, but man, to to see him all hunched over, like, ugh. But I I got to see my my first uh, post, uh, you know, COVID show uh, in October. I got to see, and it's it's not a metal band, but uh, I once saw the Psychedelic Furs. Oh, I at the that. Yeah, at the legendary Tipitinas here in New Orleans, which is only. A block and a half from my house, <laughs> so me, me and Mrs. Wadzilla went, and uh, oh my god, it was so good. Now here's a guy, yeah, he looks a hell of a lot older, but the voice, the voice was there. Band sounded great. It was a good show. It was so nice uh, to see a concert again, you know, and uh, you know, and. Uh, this place, you know, you had to show, you know, your proof of your vaccination. Hey, I had both my Pfizer shots and I've had, uh, the booster shot, uh, showed all my shit at the door. It's really nice here in Louisiana. Uh, we have an app that you can download that shows your driver's license. It shows your, uh, vaccination status. So all I gotta do is like, hold up my phone and they're like, okay, come on in. And I went in there. You did, you know. 
you didn't have to wear a mask or anything like that. And it was just so nice to see a live show again. It was a club? Yeah, yeah, it's a club right by by my house. It's a legendary venue here in New Orleans. Down and here, uh, down here, they don't ask for a Vax card at clubs, but they ask you at a bigger venue. Like I, I had a show it at uh, Jeff Tate and uh, Ethan Alice, but Sebastian Bach, you didn't have to show it there. Right. Well, I heard at the Ace shows you have to show proof of uh, you're in the Satanic cult. So <laughs> yeah, we'll get into yeah. that. He's not, yeah. the he's not the sharpest uh, uh, spaceman in the galaxy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, no, it, it was. It was very, it, it was a great show. It was a really, it was just so, I couldn't ask for a better night. The band sounded great. Um, I'm looking forward to 22 uh, because, you know, I finally get to see the Primus show, you know, playing the Rush song, uh, playing Farewell to Kings. That's been postponed three times, three or four times. Uh, I'm now going to get to see the Testament Exodus Death Angel uh, show. Uh, that's amazing. I'm going to see, uh, and I think these shows are all in the same month. April's going to be crazy. I got the Primus show. Uh, the Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel. I'm going to go see uh, Ministry and Corrosion of Conformity. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. It was. It was great to see live music again. And, uh, you know, at least it wasn't Sebastian Bach, Guns N' Roses, Kiss, or, uh, you know, Genesis. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's nice to get out, you know, nice to get out and hear live music. Well, I don't know if you knew about the whole kiss thing down here in West Palm Beach. Dude, but, the, the people went, right? And the kiss wasn't coming out. They weren't coming out. They finally came out all in makeup, but, you know, walked out on stage. And there was a lot of thunder and lightning, so they canceled it. And they, they uh, postponed it for like a couple weeks later. And they canceled that one, too. A bunch of kiss tards were pissed. I'm sorry, Kiss Twats. Uh, they were pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, sure. Good thing I didn't take that guy up. And I want to thank you, Ian, because of you. Um, this guy offered me a free ticket, and I said, he ain't proving me wrong. <laughs> so I didn't uh, deny it, and good thing I did, because West Palm Beach is not close. You know, I would have been pissed yeah. if I went to that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad, like, you know, I think I said on the last episode, we were able to sell our tickets you know once once i found out dave wasn't opening up anymore i had zero interest in going and and and, and we fucking sold the tickets for full value i was like fucking a and it's funny i i don't know i don't think we talked about it since the last time we did news that they were trying to do two rounds of their las vegas residency and then they canceled the second round because ticket sales were so horrible. And now, apparently, they're doing them again, but it's going to be like a year later. So this farewell tour is going on forever. Yeah. But yeah, ticket ticket sales were so soft. But, you know, who wants to see that shit? I mean, I mean, really, other than fucking Virgins and Matt Porter, you know? Uh, oh, come you on. Know, I, I, I love mean, Matt I mean, Porter. It's true, but I love Matt. 
Yeah, I, lo- I love Matt to death. I love Matt to death. And, he- and he's fucked a girl once. No, twice. He has two kids. Um, just twice, but- huh? <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, he just twice. Blinds, that guy. No, no, no. When he's in there, he means business. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, it's like who wants to see that shit? Well, you know what's what what's the draw anymore? You know, it, you, you know it's tape vocals. It's it's a fucking stock set list. But you know, kiss twats are kiss twats. Yeah. You know, You're I I, 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 I saw some shit the other. Day. What was it? Baco, uh, the great Baco, put up a post about the fucking elder, and I I, I just had to laugh. You know, when I, when, I, when I see people defend the elder, you, you know what I see? I, I, I see a fucking poison fan talking about native tongue. You know, oh, this is the album where they got serious, you know, and real fans get it. You know, that's how stupid you look. You know, you look like a, you look like a, what's that? Did Baco say that though? No, 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 that's what I said. I was just basically goofing on him for being a fucking, you know, kiss tart or a kiss twat defending the elder. I was like, yeah, you look like a poison fan defending fucking native tongue. You know, yeah, you'd probably like it. You'd be like, oh, oh, the gospel tinge of stand shows the maturity of Bobby doll. Okay. All right. You know, I've heard that. that yeah, yeah, exactly. I admit, I admit it. When it comes to the elder, I'm a total kiss twat. But, uh, yeah, uh, kiss fans deserve everything coming to them. Yeah, All I, right. I like kiss albums, I don't like, so, you know, we're, we're both kiss twats. Oh, yeah. And, and, and still, I ain't gonna lie. You know, it, it, it's funny. I see people, a lot of people have been posting, you know, about the anniversary of Rock and Roll Over. Hey, I, I still love Rock and Roll Over. I, I I love all that shit. I'm not gonna say I don't love those Kiss songs, but it's just Kiss as a whole, and the and the fan base. Uh, fucking forget it. I, I'm but, sorry, and, and I'm telling you, I would have agreed with you about a year ago that there's no worse fans than Kiss Quads, but no, I'm sorry, because lately I've been on a rampage on my YouTube about Sammy Hagar. They're worse, dude. They're actually worse. Oh well, of course they're worse. I mean, because at least at least Kiss at some point had had some good songs. I I think they're highly overrated. No, but, but you not, know, not because of the music. They're really dumber than Kiss Watch, and that's that's really hard to do. But they really are dumber because their excuses for Sammy. Number one, they're lies. You know, and number two, they're just they're they're just idiotic with their defense of Sammy. That it's even worse that when. When Kiss twats defend Kiss, it's even worse. Well, you know, and another thing in defense of Kiss twats over, you know, Sammy Hagar bitches, you know, at least at least Kiss twats have got fucked like five times each time they've bought a remaster of Destroyer. <laughs> you know, Which, <laughs> you by know. By the way, I, everybody's are you getting into, uh, dude. I am not interested in that. Destroyer box that coming out. Yeah, it's CDs too. It's like fuck you. And I wouldn't even bother it if it was vinyl because honestly, I love Destroyer, but not enough to buy a box set of Destroyer. I'd buy a right. box set of Rock and Roll Over or Dress to Kill, but not Destroyer. I mean, I love it, but not enough to 
pay 200 bucks with a box full of CDs. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, well, well, I mean, you, you have common sense. You know, you're like, yeah, fool me once with $2,000 for Gene Simmons' box set. You know, but you're not going to get me on Destroyer. You know? Oh, come on. In my defense, Ace and Gene were a couple miles from my house. And I had a lot of money back then. So, fuck it. I, and I still... Look, look. I'll say it now. I do not regret buying it to meet and hang out all day with these two guys. But... Those CDs suck. I'll tell you straight up. <laughs> you, if you were to, to, to pick the best songs on... What is it? 11 CDs. You get a really kick-ass EP. You know, it's. Really, <laughs> I mean, there's there's millions of different versions of the same song, and it's like they get worse. I mean, you hear it the first time, it's like God damn, it sucks. Then you hear the second version, the third version, the fifth. It's like it progressively sucks more. To the end, when by the time you hear the last one, you're like, Hey, wait a second, is this fucking Gene or Sammy Hagar? It's that <laughs> fucking terrible. That box set, and they're they're practically giving it away now. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, I did not. I forgot how much they're charging, but yeah, it's 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 not even a grand. And you know what also is pretty cheap now is the Appetite for Destruction box. That's I, I didn't. Huh? I didn't even know there was an Appetite for Destruction box. Oh yeah, you did. Remember we talked what? about. Remember they took out one in a million. From it. Oh. oh, well, fuck it then. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, I know, but you know, because, you know, Sebastian Bach, Get the Fuck Out, Axel Rose. Oh. You know, remember when he was rebellious? Police and Turbo Negro, get out of my way. But, uh, yeah, uh. The, the, the appetite for destruction box is like, you know, I think it's, I think that went for like a brand or something. That shit's like two, three hundred bucks now, and uh, and and I don't know how much the gene is, but I know it's like it's it's less than five, maybe two hundred, three hundred, four hundred. So I don't know. I don't even think it's four hundred. You know? But of course. Oh my god. It's a different scenario, but still, they're giving that shit away. Oh man, you know I you know because I heard they made fifteen of them and they sold ten. So, dude, it's sad because that place was packed when I went and bought mine. It was packed. There was at least like 200 people in this like guitar store. It was they. He sold a lot, but they made too much. And you know, honestly, I mean, I would not buy it. I wouldn't have bought it, dude, if it wasn't like you know. Okay, I got the money, and they're literally right across the bridge, and Ace is gonna be there. Fuck that. I, I total had a kiss twat moment, and I don't regret it, dude. I had a good time, but as far as the box and the CDs, it fucking sucks. It really is terrible. Oh man, yeah, but you didn't have to, cause you're in the cult, right? So you didn't have to pay full price, right? You just had to bring like a fucking child to be sacrificed at a Travis well, Scott, Scott concert to be named later. Yeah, you know what? I am gonna admit that, you know, because of my integrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure Ian yeah that's what I did <laughs> oh god alright enough of this shit next story uh, Zach Wild is really happy with his contributions to the upcoming Ozzy Osbourne album and I gotta say you know I for one 
am very happy uh, that Zach is on the new Ozzy album, along with, uh, God, who else is playing on this? Um, uh, Bobby Dahl. Cla- yeah, Bobby Dahl. I think uh, Clapton, Jeff Beck, Tony Iommi are, you know, mailing in fucking old riffs they don't want to use. Um, it's still being produced, I believe, by Andrew Watt. Um, uh, Andrew Watt, like Ordinary Man Part Two. They said this. Yeah, so so that already tells me no. No, uh, it's the worst album. It's even worse than Thirteen. You know, and and, and there, there's part of me. Uh, well, 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 all of me agrees. I'll download it for free. Uh, but. You know, there's been other albums that Zach has played on that that suck dick, like hard, big veiny cock. Uh, you know, because Zach had no uh, part in the writing. You know, but he just played. You know, this is what the song is. You know, do your little squeal on it. You know, I don't think he had much to do in the writing. Was it like Black Rain or whatever? One of those other horrible fucking Ozzy solo albums. I mean, they pretty much, you know, fucking 90% of Ozzy solo sucks. I mean, if you're honest. I'm sorry. But, but you know what I mean? I am, look, I like Bark and I like No Rest a lot. But, dude, to me, the first two, that's it. That After that, it's been. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's judged against that, you know. I mean, I mean I, I'm a big fan of the, the uh, Jake era, uh, you know. But but Zach, I mean, but, but in, really, in my opinion, Zach's really only had input on no rest and and no more tears. Every, everything else, yeah, he plays, but it, you know it's not his writing. You know, it's not like you know, Randy wrote his fucking shit. You know, Zach wrote his. I mean, uh, Jake wrote his shit, and Zach did on the first two records. But you know, we'll see. But yeah, like like most people with two fucking ears, after you heard Ordinary Man. And and you know the same guys fucking doing it, and, and, and then it's almost like this, this uh, you know what is this one of those new Carlos Santana records where everybody you know has a little bit to play and a little bit to sing. It's good. It's gonna fucking suck horribly. But you know, I, I think to to me it's damage control because so many people complained about the guitar on, on Ordinary Man that they know to get like try to get some sales back okay throw zach on there and maybe people give it a chance and then you throw on some names you know like clapton and Beck and naomi it's gonna suck it's gonna suck and and i'm not the one to say i'm really not the one to say oh it's gonna suck without hearing it but this one's an exception because it's gonna be like ordinary man they're already building it like that and it's got the same team recording it and shit. It's like, yeah, it is yeah, dude, how can it be fucking? And let me tell you, man, Ordinary Man makes Black Rain sound like Dyer of an Admiral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it sound like the fucking White Album. It's fucking, that shit's horrible. <laughs> Holy like shit. Pepper and shit. Oh, man. Well, uh, excuse me. Judas Priest Richie Faulkner is feeling very strong and positive less than two months after life-saving surgery. Holy shit, was that weird, you know? guy, man, he's a badass. I mean, he came Uh, really close to death, and he finished that shit. And he finished the 
fucking show. So anybody who bitches about Richie Faulkner, fuck you. That's a bad motherfucker who fucking dies on stage and still plays. You know? And you uh the footage of him clutching his heart. Yeah. I I mean, holy Yeah, you know, and at first I was like, Oh yeah, he has to play a song off of Nostradamus. That must suck. You know, but no, the motherfucker was dying. Um you know, but God damn, I, I'm, I'm so happy he's still alive and I'm pulling for him. And I, I, I got to tell you, yes, I wish KK was, I, I wish it was still Glenn and KK, but Richie Faulkner is a metal motherfucker. And he's been, you, you know, to me, he he's just like Scott Travis, man. He was the right guy at the right time and gave the band the shot in the arm that they fucking need. And I'm thankful for Richie Faulkner and... I, I just hope he heals up and, you know, they resume the tour and, and looking forward to a new Priest album. Richie Faulkner is a bad motherfucker. Firepower rules. I like it more than Painkiller. Yeah, I see. Wow. Wow. Hey, I, I tell you what, I, I, I love them both. I don't know if I'd, if I'd go there, but... Uh, I went there. Yeah. I, I, I think you're hard-pressed to find any other legacy band like that. That has a new album that's as strong as Firepower, you know. Yeah. Who else? Defender. Who else is doing that shit? You know, for me, it's like the best since Defender. Yeah. All right. Well, last story is uh, <laughs> holy shit! Is this shit crazy? Uh, by now, I'm sure everybody's heard about this Astro World concert. Uh, you know, it, about it. Uh, explain what is that about. Well, uh, Astro World—it's it, it was a gathering of astro holes uh, that listen to horrible music like Drake and Travis Scott. Uh, I, I mean, people who listen to this show do not listen to this kind of dreck, except maybe Mark Allen Taylor. He probably loves it until he found out it was satanic. Um, but uh, but it was a show where you know, tragically, I believe like eight people died. Uh, from rushing the stage uh apparently this guy travis scott uh broke into a song off at 5150 and everybody was so pissed off they they bum rushed the stage and eight people died um but there's you know in this day and age there, there's so much crazy shit on the internet you know and you, it's almost like QAnon type shit uh but people are saying this whole concert was a satanic uh, ritual. It was, you know, and the concert was a satanic cult. Uh, I call bullshit because Satan's into good music, like metal. You know, not fucking Travis Scott, which is horrible rap. Even, even people who like rap don't like Travis Scott. You know? I thought, I thought Travis Scott was like a country performer. I guess not. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. You know, he's got he's got he's got a country ass name. You think he'd be like singing songs about red solo cups? Is and uh, no, no. Well, let, let's put it this way: he, he has a kid with a Kardashian, so you know he's not white. Oh. Um, yeah, no. This dude looks like a burnt fucking turd. Oh my god, uh, one of the ugliest sons of bitches. A horrible fucking rapper. Um, it. I mean, and, and even by rapper standards, this kid's horrible. But but he's popular. He's popular because he he had a kid with one of the fucking Kardashian kids, you know. Uh, 
But anyway, you know, tra- tragically, eight people lost their lives, including like little kids. There was a little, Damn. I think there, yeah, I, th- I think there was like a nine or ten year old oh. who, who ended up, you know, got crushed during the stampede oh. and, and, and like was in a coma and died. Yeah, I, I, I'm not making fun of any the people who died. But I will say this, if you go to a concert like this, you know, could happen. Uh, but anyway, so there, there's a rumor online that it's all part of the satanic cult. You know, there's the same kind of people, you know, like, you know, Hillary Clinton ran a fucking child prostitution ring out of a pizza parlor kind of shit. Uh, but Ace Fraley uh, had a post where, let me, uh, let me read the post he, he put onto Facebook. Uh, he had a picture of him with, with these red socks on that said, not to, not today, Satan, you know, which, which is kind of a gay thing to say too, because that's the thing drag queens, you know, like not today, Satan. Um, but he said on tour with Monique and Laura, Monique is his daughter. Laura is his new, uh, psycho girlfriend. He says in regard, in regard to what happened in Houston, Texas, our prayers go out to all the families who lost loved ones at the concert. Seems like it was a satanic ritual gone wrong. Uh, there'll be hell to pay for everyone who let those kids die. All people of every faith and religion should band together and stop this from ever happening again in America. God bless. Now, I... Now, I've seen people say... Uh, this was Ace's attempt at making a joke. Uh, but when I read it, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's a joke. I mean, if it was, uh, you know, if it was a joke, you probably wouldn't add the, you know, we feel very sorry and people of every faith and stuff. Uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to try my damnedest here not to be, uh, political or politicize this, but a lot of these, you know, the satanic cult rituals is is very people in the far right. Uh, I would say that now Ace is known as a Trump supporter, um, and a lot of these people. And I'm not saying everybody who voted for Trump believes this fucking shit, uh, because there is this shit, you know, the QAnon cult. I mean that that's. You know, that's a, a far extension of, of even people who voted for Trump. You know, it's like the extremist of the extreme believe this shit. You know, just like I never vote Republican. But if you noticed, I'm not politically correct. And I don't care about offending people. And I'm not about, uh, you know, cancel culture. Uh, but there are people of the extremes that believe and promote these kinds of, of stories. And he, he's taking a lot of shit about it. Uh, I don't think it was a joke. I, I, I think this no, is it, where... Look, it wasn't a joke, but I'll, I'll say this. And, and still, don't get me wrong. I don't think Ace was joking, but I will say this. That motherfucker never writes anything. It was probably his wacky girlfriend or somebody else. Look, last week, Ace Frehley's Twitter promoted me. You know, it said, even said smack him a gob on Ace Frehley's Twitter for some review I did. I know it wasn't Ace, you know, right. but, but Ace does believe it. And he had somebody write it for him because Ace is 
dude, do you really think Ace would say, oh, it's banned, all religion? It doesn't sound like something he would write. But as far as, like, if you break it down, yeah, he's like, hey, man, that was a satanic ritual. Write something about it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think you're very on the mark on that. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, and a lot of these artists, they have somebody else who writes their social media pages. And Ace is known for getting crazy, batshit, crazy girlfriends. Without going into detail, I know you know about that, Ralph. No, and yeah. You know, you know. Saying stuff like, hey, if you don't want me back in the band, yeah. we're going to sue you. You yeah, know that yeah. was her. And, no, and yeah. notice, notice after he left her, he's never asked to be in Kiss again. And when they asked hey. him, he said, well, I'll do it, but you got to pay me. You know, but before he was like, let me in, let me in. You know what I mean? Now he's yeah. like, oh, I'll do it, but you got to pay me. Yeah. You know, you know what? What is Ace seventy something? He doesn't do social media. No. He thinks tw- he thinks Twitter is some disease he got from when he sucked Peter Chris's cock. You know, he doesn't fucking know. But but then again, you know, he has been on you know recorded records of you know his views of, of world and politics. So it wouldn't surprise me if he probably thinks this shit. But this guy is bad shit crazy. You know, uh, Chris Sinzak made a funny post. He's like, you know, who would think, you know, in 2021, Peter Chris is probably the most sane member of KISS. Yeah. I made a video you know? about that, actually, saying, yeah, you know, out of everybody, Peter Chris is like the coolest guy because he doesn't talk. And when he does, yeah. he's a nice thing. You know? Well, he, for men with breast cancer, like positive shit. There, there's what I've said all along. Chris Sinzak and 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 Zetro rip you off, you know. <laughs> no, Chris probably did not see that video. Is very old, and if he did see it, he probably forgot about it. So what Chris said was actually uh, had nothing to do with me. But Zetro, all right, I told yeah, you yeah, wife. yeah. Hey, I, I I just right before we recorded, I was listening to the new fucking Exodus album, which I think is amazing, by the way. But yeah, you can tell that band listens to Thrash or Die. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You know, and we're friends with with, uh, with Gibson. You know, and uh, yeah, I, I, I know I know Jack's listening to uh, Thrash or Die. Yeah, and did you notice when we interviewed uh, Jack Gibson, he, he he slipped me a couple thousand bucks and thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's about time you get paid. You know. Yeah, I know because I was after Bailoff. You know what? Yeah. How you ripped yeah. And by blood. Yeah, yeah. Ba- Bailoff was so embarrassed by ripping you off, he killed himself. All right. Well, enough of this bullshit. Uh, Negro, please. Let's get into the album review. All right. Here we go. And this was recorded months ago or a month ago. So. Yeah, this, this guy was still alive and not selling records. Yeah, exactly. He was alive. <laughs> Today he died. It's weird. Yeah. The, the yeah. He yeah, he, he he knew he knew the truth was going to come out in this review. So this is our <laughs> tribute. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a tribute. This isn't the greatest song ever recorded. This is just a tribute. All right, man, that was good. All right, yeah. Fuck, goddamn, felt good to record again, brother. Yeah, and I, and I ain't doing shit. I'll probably send you this tomorrow or tonight. 
All right, well, well, let's see. We can roll all night. Oh, God. If only I could buy a box set that had seven demos of tomorrow and tonight. Yeah, well, wait till the Paul Stanley ball comes out. Oh, God. Finally, I want to hear a proper sword in the stone. All right, well, now it's time to get in the album. And, boy, this is one... I've heard of the band, but I never heard them. 2003's Scandinavian Leather by Turbo Negro. Hey, don't get racist. Okay. Negro, please. Uh, yeah, I, th this is a band. I heard of them. I remember seeing them on a jukebox when I first got to New Orleans. I was like, what the fuck's this band's name? And then I started seeing them in magazines, and I saw, you know, like they wore makeup and seem kind of funny and shit and i don't know and it's one of those well maybe i'll check them out and i just never got around to it so just prior to this episode is the first time i've ever heard this i'm, I'm new to the whole uh you know i'm, I'm a johnny come negro this shit's new uh, this is uh turbo negro is also a porn from the 70s oh is it okay right on i just made that up oh <laughs> it's a cool porn name you know, like like a super, you know, this guy's like, a, he's he's turbo, he bangs the girls real turbo, like real fast and shit, and you can have the background music like, I'm your turbo negro. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd jerk to that. <laughs> I mean, if chicks are in it, though, I mean, come on. I gotta, I gotta put in that disclaimer. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't you always say like a fancy yours was to, to to watch your girlfriend get banged by like seven Turbo Negros? Seven? <laughs> 27. Oh, oh, my bad. My nah, bad, my man. I'm kidding. You were right the first time. Seven. You know why it's seven and not 27? Because it's hard to film with that many people in the room. That's a lot of dicks. Yeah, you don't get like the penetration and, and, the, and you know, and her blowing people at the same time. With 25 other guys standing around them. I know, I'm not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, were you familiar with these guys before yes, this? Yes, and, and I have heard this. Oh. Well, I don't own it, but I have heard it. I don't remember how. I, I believe it was maybe somebody, uh, either somebody online or the guy that did my puppet video. One, one of the two. I can't quite remember exactly how I heard this album, but this was the only album I heard because I do remember the track Turbo Negro Must Be Destroyed and I remember Fuck the World. So it had to be this album. You know? Right on. Well, uh, let's see uh, Let's see what we thought about this. This is brand new for us. It's probably going to be, uh, you know, I imagine a shorter review than most of the ones we do where we have a little bit more history. Um, but, uh, Hey, you paid for it. You got it. And then this is one of the ones I apologize. We were supposed to do this a couple of years ago. And a lot of these, you know, if we don't know, I've never heard it kind of always goes to the bottom of the pile, but I totally get it. If I was paying money, I'd pick some weird ass album too. So, uh, I get it, but I, I just want to thank, uh, Brian Rosenquist. Let me try that again. Brian Rosenquist, quist maybe, <laughs> uh, uh, for his patience. You know, because it has been a long time, 
And we're also going to have Brian on an episode. He paid to actually uh, appear on an episode, too, with another band, an album I never... Well, I think I might have heard of him, but I never heard it. So this guy really went deep with his money. And uh, that's cool. Yeah, but, you know, last week I got a package. And now that you said that name, everything makes sense now. Oh, yeah? From this guy. And when I opened it, there was a paper in there saying... Review Terminal Negro, damn it. And there was a bag of shit in there, too. And he didn't even seal it. He wanted me to take that whiff. <laughs> Boy, this is probably the only time I'm glad uh, the mail sucks here in New Orleans. I, I didn't get that one. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I broadcast, hey, I moved and here's where I live. <laughs> it's All right. Remember that one request we didn't do a long time ago? I forgot the guy's name now. But he sent me a package with a fish in it. He goes, hey, you want to join him? <laughs> you want to sleep? <laughs> you want to sleep? <laughs> yeah, and then we finally did review, review uh, Jody Grind. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Lee. Yeah, hey, Lee, get the cannoli. <laughs> All right, well, why don't you start off with intro the blizzard of flames yeah okay this is like a nice little chill intro with bongos and piano and guitars and doesn't really um let you know what's ahead like i want to bring up dude uh, we got to talk about the kk's priest in the future yeah when that album starts it's it's got an intro that you know what's about to happen when you listen to shot of the devil that intro, that little spoke, you know what's about to happen. You know it's gonna be heavy metal. But this one, it doesn't sound like it's gonna be, What? it's hard to label these guys. I mean, they're kind of punky, and they got kind of like that, you know, uh, modern twist to it, and melodic in some songs, and this intro doesn't really do it. But I will say, I like it. I like the intro, it's nice and chill. What do you think? Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> That's for damn sure, you know, I was like, is this some hippie shit? <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, I was like, Turbo Negro, please. What am I listening to? Uh, and then towards the end, when I started hearing those voices, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What am I? Is this some goddamn, you know, he's got the light in his eye. You know, is this some fucking elder shit? What's going on here with these weird fucking voices and stuff? Uh, but then it kicks into the second track, which I'll take, which is Wipe it till it bleeds. Holy 80s. Uh, this is some uh, Norway kiss shit here. And and I'm just laughing at that. I'm like, what year did this come out? I'm looking like 2003. I'm like, okay. All right. Uh, sounds pretty 80s to me. But uh, you can definitely tell they went to the Simmons Stanley School of Songwriting. It's definitely, uh, you know, happy rock and roll. But, uh, I tell you what, the only thing that offended me a little bit was uh, they got like orchestrational keys in there and stuff. Like, the only thing I hate more than orchestra in rock is like keyboard orchestra in rock. And they, they do that again in a, in a song that's coming up, and I wish they'd stop that shit. But I see what they're going for. You know, they're, it's a throwback, it's some happy shit. Uh, but yeah, it caught me off guard. Wasn't what I was expecting. What did you think of Wipe It Till It Bleeds? I thought it was rocking, man. I thought it had more of a little 70s, 
Yeah, I guess the, now that you mentioned the keyboarding thing, yeah, that would be the 80s zone. But you strip that off. It's like stripped down 70s rock vibe to it, you know? And uh, I like that, you know, he's such a lusty little hipster. Some, it's a sub show like that. I like it. The only thing I would take out, and, I, and this happens with every song that has those yeah, yeah, yeahs and whoa, whoa, whoa's. <laughs> I can't stand that music. And um, you take that out, and I would have liked the song much more. Um, the next one's called Give Me Some. Uh, I think it's punky, it's rocking. Uh, chorus I didn't like too much, but the rest I liked. I think it's like a good driving song. And, you know, the way it drives along, you know, it's got kind of like that motor running through the song, like that vibe. And, um, like Ian said, I mean, we're, we don't know too much about every, any of this. And this is like the second time I've heard it. And I don't know, it's been like maybe 10 years since I first heard this. And I like this song. I think it's punky and rocky, but you know, the chorus in it. What do you think? Um, I gotta say, it's definitely, I'm, I'm sensing a theme here. I didn't know if this was going to change from song to song. You know, is, is this band gonna surprise me? But I'll tell you right now, this band's pretty much a one-trick pony. And not to say it's a bad thing. I mean, look at ACDC, look at the Ramones. But uh, if you hear one of these songs, you heard them all. And I, I think that's going to make this review a little bit harder because everything sounds so similar. Um, not only musically, but, you know, tonally. Like, I was like, oh, are they going to have a ballad? You know, is there going to be anything to change it up here? Um what what you see is what you get from here on out uh, but it's not terrible this is something i probably would have liked a lot better if i grew up with it you know i was really thinking you know you've said it a million times and it's very true timeline is everything and i've often said about a lot of the 80s cock rock that i like if i didn't grow up with it i don't know if i would like it as much as i do because uh, there's just something about, you know, the time, the memories you associate with that music. And, you know, I always said, like, what would I think of these bands if I heard that shit now as an old man? And that's what this is like. This is like listening to an 80s cock rock album. But I'm, I'm 47 and a half. <laughs> you know, so it's not sticking as much, but it's not offensive. Um, and I find it funny that these guys are from Norway. You know, you think every, everybody's, you know, got corpse paint on and they're burning churches. This is like church building music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see these guys in spandex building a church because they, they felt bad because mayhem just burned one down. Uh, <laughs> this, this is some some happy 80s from the 2000s Norwegian cock rock, which means it's, prob it's probably uncircumcised. And, and you probably need that extra skin because it's cold. You know, that, that might be, you know, you had, you know, a bunch of beers at the bar, you know, and you're pissing on the side of the building. You might need that extra flap of skin. <laughs> Norwegian cock rock. All right. Well, the next song, Turbo Negro Must Be Destroyed. Um, let's see my notes here. Did these guys just get MTV? <laughs> yeah, I mean... They, because it does it just sounds so fucking 80s and uh but you you can tell they have a sense of humor it's definitely not serious um 
but it just seems so out of step, you know, even though it's, you know, 2003, this thing came out almost, you know, 10 years ago, but uh, I don't know. It, it sounds kind of dated in a way, uh, but again, not, I don't hate it, but I'm not on board yet. And I don't know, maybe by the end of the album, it'll click with me. And I'm like, okay, but as of now, it's just like, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Eh, that's nice. You know, but it doesn't piss me off. What do you think of Turbo Negro Must Be Destroyed? All right, I will have to explain to you why I love this fucking song. And I think the song works. I don't care what the song sounds like. When a band writes a song and puts a title about how they need to be destroyed, I'm going to love it, whatever it sounds like. Fortunately, I do like it. I like the song. I mean, but it could sound like The Cure, dude, and I'd still like it, you know, because I just love that title so much. You know, singing about a song that they must be destroyed, you know? And in the, uh, I think the chorus, was, you know, several times during the song, he says, I scream into the night. And I'm like, I, every time I listen, I, I think, ice cream. <laughs> and to me, those are better lyrics, because I'm weird. But how cool is that? You put that ice cream through the night, you know? <laughs> I, I really like this song, man. It's pretty cool. I love the title. I think it's genius, but uh, I, as a song itself, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to run out and buy this, but I'm just saying it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. All right, I'll, I'll take uh, the next one. It's called Sell Your Body Into the Night with Ice Cream. Um, <laughs> it's a fun song. ACDC-ish riffs. Nice, mes nice message endorsing prostitution. You know, and I like when it picks up at the end with the cool stripped out cranky guitar. And I think it's got a catchy chorus and I give this one a thumbs up. What do you think? Um, again, it's kind of, I guess the biggest complaint is it all sounds the same. Every song sounds the same to me. But it, it, it's like Steel Panther fucked the Swedish uh, Muppet. You know, the horky dorky dorky dork. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm Swedish Muppet, but that's still fine. What's that? I don't know the Swedish Muppet. Uh, what is that? A TV show or something? No, you don't remember on the Muppets they had that Swedish chef oh, that talked all funny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I wasn't big on the Muppets, but yeah, now I I picture them with a big hat and chef party. Yeah, where yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, Swedish, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And they're Norwegian, same fucking thing. I don't know. They're close to each other. They're kissing cousins. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like Steel Panther light to me. You know, can tell they're having fun. But, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Steel Panther just takes it to that next level. That's, like, so spot on. And I, I guess I give them points for not trying to do that. And it's, like, their own take on it. But, uh... I don't know. It's just a, it's a little too gimmicky for me. But it's all right. What do you think of Sell Your Body to the Night? Uh, I already talked about that. Take Remain Contained. Oh. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm, this is where I'm going to start to sound like I'm repeating myself. I want to like it more than I do, but I definitely don't hate it. That's about all I got for that one. What do you think? Uh, I like this one too. The opening riff tell, tells me this is going to be good. 
And it sounds like he's saying, like in the lyrics, like he wants to be beat up. And even one part of the lyrics, he says, you know, twist my tits. <laughs> I thought that was fucking awesome. You know, it's an organic rockin' tune. But uh, thumbs up again for this one. I like uh, how it has that fake ending. Because it, it, the, the song completely stops. Like, like, a, like an right. ending. Then it comes uh-huh. back to stress, you know, how much he wants his ass kicked again, you know? It's <laughs> I thought remain untamed. All right, the next one's called uh, Train of Flesh. Yeah, it's a fast-paced one, but and I hear a little bit of a Motorhead influence in the music. And uh, again, it's a fun track, but this one is really weird because it has a fake ending as well. Right. But then it goes into the intro, that Blizzard of Flames again, which was right. strange. I was like, what the fuck? But Alright, uh, I'm gonna give a little bit of a uh, spoiler alert. I think this album is a front loaded. Because I'm not too kind to the rest of it. <laughs> like, right here is where I kind of like, alright, then they start losing me after this. So, uh-huh. alright, what do you think of Train of Flight? Uh, I don't mind this one. I like it. Uh, you know, uh, as I was thinking earlier, I was like, you're like Steel Panther, but not as good. Well, on this one, I'm, I think you're like what Andrew WK wishes he was, but isn't. I really can't stand that fucking guy. You ever heard that guy? Um, yeah, I know who he is. He has the album cover with, his, with blood coming out of his nose. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I may have seen a song or two, and it's like, whatever, but I saw him live. Believe it or not, he opened for Black Sabbath as oh. a... Oh my god! Yeah, and that was terrible. And you know when he plays live, he has uh, the drummer from Obituary as his drummer. You are right. I knew that. Yeah, one of the Tardy Brothers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely like it better than Andrew WK. Uh, I did like this song, and I liked what they did uh, at the end of it. I thought it was weird they had two songs kind of like that in a row, but. I one thing with the outro, which I love because I like the intro, you think they would do that to the last song on the album, not like the last song on side one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of the fuck they smoke over there in Norway. It would make more sense. Right. So I, I found that a little weird, but pleasant on the ears. Didn't mind it. All right, I'll take the next one. FTW or fuck the world. Uh, it's funny because you said, you know, this is where the album tapers off for you. This no, actually, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's after this song. I, I didn't. Okay. I okay. There, yeah. It's after. Okay. Because I would say this one's my favorite so far. Um, but again, my only complaint—they have those orchestra keys. I think this song would work perfect without them. They weren't needed. Uh, you know, it, it might be like a Slipknot thing, you know, where they, they just, they're all friends. And the one guy's got no talent. They're like, just just play keys or something. You know, because it's totally not needed in this song or any of the songs that they have keys in. I think would be better without. But maybe that's like a, like a Norway thing or a Swedish thing. Because all that power metal shit, man, they all got that fucking orchestra shit in it that I can't stand, you know. And they're, they're much more... Uh, open, I guess, and apt to, to put that shit in their music. I don't like it in my metal. 
I don't like it when Deep Purple does it. I don't like it when, you know, Metallica did it, you know? And it really sucks when, when you got, you know, it sounds like David Bryan's doing it on a Casio. But other than that, I really like this song, and so far it is my favorite on the album. What says you? Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I like the intro. I think the dude sounds a little like Mike Muir in this song. I hear Mike Muir's voice in the song. And, you know, the chill verses with the bass driving it, I dig it, man. The, the bridge and the chorus, to me, is the best part. Uh, pretty cool song. I dig it. All right, now we're going downhill for me. Uh, <laughs> the next song's called Lockdown. Uh, it's, just, it's so generic. It has uh, all the elements of what we, I already heard so far on this album, but it don't hit the mark like some of the other songs did before it. To me, it's a song that's just there, floating around in mediocrity. That's what I think. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to agree a lot on the, on the next half of this album. Because uh, I put, okay, this is some Blink-182 shit here. Uh, and, and that's something I was scared of when I did a little bit of research on the on the band. They call themselves Death Punk. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I don't get that at all. Uh, you know, I think death punk, I think like misfits or some kind of horror punk, uh, you know, but th this is far too happy to me to be called death punk. Uh, and I'm really not hip on pop punk, you know, don't like Blink-182, Green Day, any of that shit, you know. I like either my, you know, classic punk or hardcore. Uh, and, and this really, I mean, I could see maybe some Ramones influences, but... You know, the Ramones were pretty poppy for a punk band. Well, you know, uh, for the rest of the album, to me, it sounds like they're uh, influenced by the Chipmunk Punk. <laughs> Which I had on vinyl. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's rare. That goes for a lot on eBay now. Yeah, I wish I still had it. Uh, uh, just ordered the 180 gram. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this, this song's the fucking turd. I'll take the next turd. Uh, I want everything. Um, well, I want this to be an EP, but it's not. Uh, this is filler. This is straight up filler. And uh, yeah, two, two, two clunkers in a row where, where the rest didn't bother me, yet they didn't engage me. Now I'm just starting to get a little pissed off. Not a fan of this song. What says you? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to mirror what I just said about lockdown. There's nothing different I can say about it. It's just a mediocre floater. That's how I feel about this one. All right, the next one is called Drenched in Blood. And this one, well, I will say it's better than the last two songs, but man, really, that poppy chorus, ooh. I guess that's Blink-182, Blink like, because it reminds me of like these, I don't know no Blink-182 songs, but I've heard like this, you know, modern, like, uh, like punky, safe, I call it like safe punk with melodic. Yeah with melodic uh, shit. And this song reminds me of those songs, you know? It reminds me of those poppy bands with punk elements. And, you know, I know uh, that's what the band is, but, you know, I like the other songs that have these elements much earlier in the album than this one. This one's a little too blatant, you know what I'm saying? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I agree. I put a big pass on this and a horrible chorus. That chorus just killed everything. And I was hoping, like, you know, drenched in blood. All right, all right. This sounds promising. Nah, that shit was terrible. What's that? 
This sounds like death punk. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to die rather than listen to it. Oh, God, I'll take the next one. Uh, Le Cibetier. Okay. You really want to piss me off, get the fucking French involved. <laughs> <laughs> Pop punk's bad enough, but goddamn singing it in baby language is even worse. Speak English or die. Uh, no love for this one. What says you? Yeah, this album dips big time. This song, you know, uh, w- again, would be better without those fucking... This one has a lot of those woes, you know? Uh, nah, it doesn't connect me at all. So I'll go to the last one. It's called Ride With Us. They want people to ride with them so they can destroy shit. I like that, you know? It's their mission. Um, this is, to me, the best song since Fuck the World. Good rocking... You know, subject to end the album. It's a rocking song, so you know, like I said, it did a tip, but then it just went way up for me on Ride With Us. I dig it. What do you think? Um, I think I would have liked it more if it was like right around the songs that we didn't mind so much. Uh, I think after these last, you know, four, three or four horrible songs, uh, it was definitely an improvement, but it wasn't enough to like saved my opinion i was already soured by the time this came on but starts out you know are, are you ready for ready for this or whatever i'm like i'm ready for this shit to end god damn it i i, I agree with what i said earlier that this would have been a pretty decent ep but man you know too many songs and definitely front loaded yeah but uh that that was our review of turbo negro's scandinavian leather and uh you know, I, I I praise Brian for his uh, patience, and, and I apologize for the the quickness of this one. But there, we really don't have much to say on this one. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, more detail. You know, you, you can tell we listen to it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and 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 between this and I and the album he picked for when he's going to guess with us, I think he's fucking with us. Well, <laughs> I, I could be wrong. <laughs> way more annoyed with other bands. Like, I may not like, like, around half of this album, but believe me, I've, I've uh, reviewed much work. I'll tell you, man, dude, there's, I gotta bring this up, because I thought it was when you were talking about how you hated, you know, the power metal and all that shit. Dude, I had to do a track-by-track track, this guy donated. A band called Mago de Oz. They're like a, you know, a, a Spanish, you know, band. And by the way, a shout-out to Yo Almo, who we gotta get back on the show. Yeah, that dude rules. Because I know for a fact Yo Almo's listening right now. And, he, and, and I'm sure he doesn't even know who Turbo Negro is. He's a good, he's a great fan that follows us. And uh, he loves stuff like that. And I'm sure he loves Model and Oz. And I love you, uh, Yo Almo, but man, oh shit, it's him. It's power metal, then it has like, like this, like it's it's power metal and then it has these little uh segments of it sounds like they're, they're in the shire of, of lord of the rings <laughs> you can just see frodo dancing around when you listen to shit dude that was torturous and he made me put it against another spanish singing band that totally ruled that track by <laughs> massacre <laughs> you know if you if you listen to power metal backwards your hymen will remain intact <laughs> They'll just grow right back. <laughs> There's some uh, hell out there, but 
I like the power metal that sounds like Judas Priest, like Primal Fear and shit like that. It's got the yeah. it's it doesn't have none of that, you know, Lord of the Rings elements to it. It's just straight up metal. But it has kind of like that power metal type feel, of course. They're just amazing. But so did Judas Priest, man. Judas Priest had a lot of power metal type sounds in songs, you know. So that's the type of shit I like, you know. I can't get into and I like, you know, I'll go as far to say Rhapsody. That was a good one, and they did have a lot of the, you know, Europe, you know, even Lord of the Rings at times things, but that one didn't bother me because they were, they kind of like stood out from the rest. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, this album was released April twenty eighth, two thousand three, uh, and it's part two of what's considered their Apocalypse uh, trilogy. I guess they got uh, the record before this and the record after. There's an uh, underlying theme. I have no idea what it is, but uh, this did this surprisingly did not chart in the U.S. But it went gloomy globin in Norway. So I, I think I think that means it sold like 20 records. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they are popular overseas. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's time to go to pick of the week. Ralph, are you going to surprise me and have a pick of the week this week? Yes, I am. Oh, shit. All right. Let's hear it. Our last episode, I don't know if I said it while we were recording, but you and I had a little conversation about KK's Priest. Right. And I got to say, this is what I told Ian last week, is that what I heard did not impress me. You know, it was like, I mean, I've heard worse, but it's like, whatever. Well, I got it in the mail. You know, because, you know, the second that they put out that first Hellfire Thunderbolt, I bought it because I want to support KK, period. Mm -hmm. I love KK. I'm going to buy the album, and maybe it'll be better. Well, I listened to it in the context of the album, and I really, really liked it. I thought it was really good. Yes, it's cheesy, but I love that. It's not spoiled cheese to me. It's got some cheese elements to it. I liked all the songs I didn't like, listening to them separately. In the context of the album, I thought it was really fucking good. And there's a Stone Cold classic on there called Hail for the Priest that's just so fucking good. So that's my pick of the week. KK's Priest, Sermon of the Sinner, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. And I I, I still need to check that one out. Uh, I will say, though, that's happened to me before, where I didn't like a song as a uh, single, but in the context of the album, it, it flowed better, it sounded better, so I'll definitely give it a chance. Uh, How I would you... still think 1979 from Smashing Club could have sucked. I don't care what you say about your context of the album bullshit. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, how would you compare it to Jugulator and Demolition? All right, this will be controversial. It buries them, you know, because... Huh? I'm not a fan of those albums. You know, a lot of people are. Uh, well, a lot of people are juggler, not demolition as much. Except for our great friend, David Swick. Yes, he loves that shit. <laughs> and I love him. I love his family. They're awesome. But, um, yeah, you know, um, I'm not a fan of Jugulator, though I do like the song Cathedral Spires. I don't mind Burning Hell or um, Bullet Train's okay. I mean, like, there's the songs I like on there, they're okay, you know? But then there's, like, shit like, you know, Death Row and Dead Meat. You are Dead Meat. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's spoiled cheese right there. That's not good cheese. <laughs> you are Dead 
me. You know? That ain't Gouda, that's batter. <laughs> yeah. And Death Row has that intro, like, hey, you're gonna get fried, or whatever the fuck he says. In the beginning, I'm like, oh, God, man. This is a little too hokey for me, you know? But, uh, yeah, th this one is in the vein of painkiller. You know? Okay. It's got a painkiller vibe to it. Now, I don't know if I said on the air, so I might be repeating myself. But I was hoping Les was there and they do a 70s sound in Priest album. Like a combination of stained glass right. and for leather would be right. fucking awesome, you know? But you got to take what you got to take. And the drummer on this album, though, it's not Les Banks. He's a fucking monster. He's really, I mean, the whole band, that bass player is badass. That other guitar player, I think it's called AJ or something. He rips. Yeah. And Kate is amazing. Man. And Ripper, we know what he's a, 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 a capable of. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's a really good metal album. Now, I only heard it once, but the thing is, I'm itching to hear it again. You know, I want to listen to it again. I think it's really good. I, I A lot of people don't like it, but, you know, I mean, that goes for every single fucking band out there, you know? There's no universally loved band. So some some people hate it. So, and then some people are biased about it. You know, oh, yeah. trying to be Judas Priest. Because the motherfucker is Judas Priest. I'm sorry. He was even there before Hoffman. Ian Hill's the only guy that's been there longer than him. So right. the guy that came up with the leather look, you know, Rob Hoffer got it all, you know. But, you know, I mean, I also got to say that the guy just won't shut the fuck up. And he's never going to join Judas Priest as long as he keeps bad-mouthing him. And he doesn't know how. It sucks. What can you do? But anyway, yeah. Sermon of the Center is my pick of the week. I, I agree. I, I think... He keeps getting himself in trouble with what he says. I mean, uh, the other day he said it was his idea for Rob to suck a dick. You know, he he, he says Rob just, you know, he didn't have a way with the ladies and he thought it would bring a unique element to the band. So, you know, he is responsible for a lot of shit. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I definitely, I'm going to check it out this week. I mean, I got to like it better than the new Iron Maiden. Spoiler alert. Uh, I like I like the long songs on Iron Man now. Oh, God damn. But I prefer KK's Priest to it. Oh, okay, that gives me hope. We gotta talk about that new Maiden album. What's that? We gotta talk about that new Maiden album. Oh, yeah, we, we, we gotta do that one, definitely. We gotta squeeze that in. I know we're trying to get to all our, uh, you know, our paid episodes, but yeah, we, we gotta fit that one in, because I, I just feel like venting. And uh, I, I can definitely get some shit out on that episode. Right. All right. Well, my pick of the week uh, is a band I talked about a lot during this interview, Steel Panther. And that's a band, you know, you either get them or you don't. There's a lot of people who hate Steel Panther. Like Bill Wang. You ever seen Bill Wang, Wang's face when you bring up Steel Panther? <laughs> Oh, he hates him. He hates uh, Tenacious D. Oh. I don't think he's a big he's a big fan of comedy metal, and that does turn a lot of people off uh, yeah. the com comedy aspect of it. But they are great musicians. I was actually uh, after I listened to the album, I listened to a couple of Steel Panther songs, and I'm just like, God, it, it's just uncanny how much they nail th that '80s sound. You know, there's somebody like they, now. I'm like this. They try to get the feeling of it, but Steel Panther just hits it dead on, and and then has some of the funniest fucking lyrics you ever heard on top of it. 
never got a chance to see them. I really want to. And my pick of the week is their first album, in my opinion, still their best album, Feel the Steel. Uh, Girl from Oklahoma, uh, Darcy Blows, Death All But Metal. Uh, just a great, great album. And, and Ralph Sands, otherwise known as Mike Starr, what a fucking voice on that guy. Especially now, here he's one guy that can do Dave to a fucking T. Man. Oh, man, he, he can do some classic Van Halen shit like nobody's business. He used to, well, a couple of them used to be in uh, Van Halen cover bands. But this album, if you like the 80s or you just like to laugh, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with it. Steel Panther, Feel the Steel, that is my pick of the week. I love that album, man. I, um, Asian Hooker will always be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So good. And, you know, they're, I'm looking for some blow in Tokyo and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my buddy's wife is, is half Vietnamese. And he'd just, he'd come home all the day, all the time, singing Asian hooker to her. She's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ooh, sucky, sucky. Yeah, and he'd be like, ding, 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 ding. He'd do that shit. Asian <laughs> hooker. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, well, now it's. I'm, I'm amazed you haven't seen him live. They're so much fun. I got to bring this up about Steel Panther. And I know many won't agree with me, but man, I saw them open for Judas Priest, the same place you and I saw Judas Priest. Right. And it just didn't translate well. In a club, they're fucking hilarious, amazing. And, you know, they bring up chicks on stage in the audience. They all get topless. It's a fun-ass fucking show. Where the, the Judas Priest, they even did their little... Because they have little, you know, acts on stage, too. They do little banter between songs that you know they do every night. And right. it didn't translate well in a big place where, in a club, people would be cracking up. What I saw Satchel say to Ralph uh, that night on the Juice Priest thing, he was doing his little, you know, things in between, and there was, like, no laughs. It was, like, yeah. really sterile. And also, they're going, people there are going to see Juice Priest. Not this, so all these people that don't, it was just a bunch of Bill Wangs in that fucking auditorium. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what I was gonna ask you. Is it because the the audience wasn't in on the joke and getting into the mood, or or do you think literally they were off that night? I think no. I think it was a situation of the of the arena. It just doesn't. Yeah. Their their stick does not work unless you see it in a, a club or in England because they released the DVD. I have. They're playing this large ass hall, man. Thousand, like I don't know, like eight thousand people there, and they're all cracking up. So you know, I guess it's you know, it's, uh, Judas Priest fans here. They were just like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is this shit?" You know. I mean, some got it, but I'm saying the amount of people that got it at that show is the amount of people you can put in a club. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it just doesn't sound good unless everybody's laughing. You know what I mean? Right. No, but, I get it. But they're and, and live, they're awesome, dude. They play really well, and you know, it's it's there. It's just like a Steel Panther comes to your town and a, your local club or like even a small theater. You know, well, mainly if they're headlining, you know, because you know everybody's there for them. Um, right. That's the way to see them, and it's always a blast. Always a blast. Nice. All right. Well, now it's time to go into the fan of the week, and this week it is Brian Rosenquist. And, uh, Brian, I, again, I, I've said it earlier and I want to apologize. Uh, we should have done this a long time ago. 
We're still doing one from uh, Rock and Pod two or three, I believe. And he's got another one. I think they're from Rock and Pod two and three. And uh, but man, we're back at it now. I've survived Rock and Pod, COVID, hurricanes, uh, <laughs> us splitting up. We're back together. We're back nailing these out. So anybody, you know, who we haven't got to yet, don't worry. We will. And, he, you know, he wrote me a letter like, hey, guys, what's going on? He was very nice about it. And I, I loved it because that's what really got me. Because, you know, if he would have been dicky about it, which would have been in his, you know, right to. But he was super cool. And I'm really looking forward to having this guy on here because he's picked some some weird shit. And we're going to get him on for a show. He's going to guest. And that just shows you, though, how awesome our fans are uh, that, you know, stick by us through all this patiently wait and uh man we just we do we have the best best listeners in the fucking world and uh i see he lives in seattle now so the next time i just got back from there visiting my son and my grandchildren uh next time i go there let's get together for a drink and i'll buy so there you go the rare the rare time you'll hear me saying i'm buying and plus drinks that's i like that do not smack in seattle that shit's bad Oh no, 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 no! Shit's all got fentanyl in it. Yeah, don't don't fuck with the smack, the smack, you know. Just stick to that smack in New Orleans, Ian. Yeah, yeah, that shit's good. Yeah, that that that's the the smack of a god right there. That's yeah, the good stuff. It's the smack of a god. All right, well, Brian, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope everybody did. Come back next week. When we have yet another fan-picked episode. What it is, we don't even know yet. But we're going to talk about that shit next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Heroin of God!